0: There ain't an organizational structure or an idea, a plan, or vision coming from one group of people in the world that will be as effective as you listening to the Spirit of God in your life. And I want to encourage all of us, listen. This is Living a Legacy,
1: featuring the Bible teaching ministry of Crawford Lawrence. Ever made the decision to seek to be led by the Holy Spirit of God? Well, the reality is that much of our day is dedicated to completing tasks related to work or family life, to meet the goals of a daily planner. But where in all of that is the commitment to be open to the leading of the Spirit? Let's think more about that today as Crawford presents the second part of his message, The Leading of the Holy Spirit. Well, great to be with you, and we want to take a moment here to wish moms and moms of the heart a happy Mother's Day. Hope you feel great appreciation by those who have experienced your loving care and commitment. We're in a series titled Supernatural, and we're learning about the ministry of the third person of the Trinity. And so far, we've learned just who the Holy Spirit is, his works, his role in salvation, and the filling of the Holy Spirit. Our speaker, Crawford Loretz, has been in Christian ministry for over 50 years, having served with Campus Crusade for Christ and as pastor of Fellowship Bible Church of Roswell, Georgia. The messages we feature each week come from the 15 years he spent at Fellowship. Following his recent retirement from the church, he now heads Beyond Our Generation, which provides mentoring resources to those in ministry leadership. Well, last week Crawford answered the question, what is the leading of the Holy Spirit? Today, who is led by the Spirit? And how do you know when you're led by the Spirit? Our text for today's message is Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Romans 8:14. Let's join Dr. Crawford Loretz here on Living a Legacy.
0: If I would say, if I would say, okay, what, what's the core of the leading of the Holy Spirit? We talk about the leading of the Holy Spirit. What does that emanate from? What are the lowest common denominators? And I wrestled with this as I studied. What's the lowest common denominator? I, I'm gonna use a series, a series of prepositions here, but, but, but here are the three core things upon which dynamic leading of his spirit emanates from, okay, and that we can benchmark, okay, what is the leading of the spirit? Here, here you have it. Number one is this, the, 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 the Holy Spirit, in essence, always leads us to walk away from sin. Walk away from sin. The Holy Spirit is never, ever going to lead anybody to do anything that is sinful. Ever. The Holy Spirit leads us to walk away from sin. The second prepositional phrase is that the Holy Spirit leads us to walk toward Christ's likeness. Always in that direction. He leads us to walk away from sin. He leads us to walk toward Christ's likeness. And the third prepositional phrase is that the Holy Spirit leads us to walk in the works God has prepared for us. Ephesians 2.10, before time began, before you were born, the moment you became a believer, there are unique works. There are no, there, there no coincidences in the Christian life. God is orchestrating your life. There are things that he has had lined up for you, and he's pointing you toward those things, pointing you toward those things, pointing you toward those things. That's the leading of the Spirit of God. This is the reason why, this is the reason why you cannot be casual with the filling of the Spirit. If you are, you're going to miss your mission and purpose in life. And so, that's sort of the nature or what it is in terms of the filling of the Spirit of God. Quickly, let me answer the question. Then, who are led by the Spirit? Who are led by the Spirit? The word led here in verse 14, for all who are led by the Spirit, comes from an interesting Greek word. It's the Greek word ago. We, it's A G O, ago. Ago is how it's pronounced. Uh, uh, it's transliterated from the Greek. It, it, it was often used to depict of uh, animals um, that were led by a rope tied around their necks. It implies a number of things, it implies a sense of someone. Leading and protecting you back to the shepherd and sheep picture, but it also implies submission and humility. Submission and humility. I would suggest to you to be meaningfully led of the Spirit of God. You cannot do it apart from submission and humility. That that's really what it's all about. Those who are led by the Spirit are characterized by that. Um, and I, I just I am just compelled to say this. You you you, you know. Watch your spiritual pride. I've said this here any number of times. Pride wears many disguises, including spirituality. And you've got to watch your pride. I have run into too many people, and I have been there myself who have boasted about their spirituality, boasted about how the Spirit of God works and how God uses me and you need to have these insights and I can teach you these things. And all, it's all this condescending nonsense that you know, I'm at the center of what God does as if God doesn't do that for anybody else. No, what characterizes the leading of the Spirit is that you don't have to boast about it. You don't have to boast about how spiritual you are. You don't have to boast about how much you know. What characterizes the leading of the Spirit is a spirit of humility and submission. As my mama used to say, hey, hey, good meat makes its own gravy. <laughs> you, you don't have to, you know, uh, the, all the authority and authenticity that you actually need, all that you actually need, all the boasting that you actually need, is, it, you know, it, it comes from the results. It comes from what God does through your life. You don't have to help him. And so to be led of the spirit, who's led of the spirit? Well, no, you, you, you let him, the rope is around your neck. You don't lasso him over here to help prompt you up. No, it's around your neck and you submit and follow him. It's all about honoring and glorifying him. And when the spirit of God leads you, your heart ought to be filled with gratitude, not puffed up with pride. The amazing thing that God will use a broken, cracked, chipped clay pot. You remember where you came from, you remember he came and got you, what a privilege. What a privilege. The way we know that someone is part of God's family, as I said before, is that we behave and act like it. Our daily lives are characterized by the supernatural. It's Characterized by the supernatural. Well, let me me give you three characteristics, I know I'm listy today, uh, of those who experience the leading of the Holy Spirit. Here, Here are the people who experience it. One is this. The people who experience the leading of the Holy Spirit are those who walk in the truth of God's word. Now, this is a biggie right here. They walk in the truth of God's word. Over in John chapter 16, verse 13, you remember when Jesus was prophesying uh, of the coming of another, Comforter, comfort of the coming of the Spirit, and he said, he said, and he will guide you into all truth. I need you to hear me on this. Listen to me very closely here. Please listen to me. The Holy Spirit's leading in your life is not parallel to the Word of God. It's not parallel authorities. The Holy Spirit's leading in your life and in my life is submitted to the Word of God. It's not parallel, it is submitted to. Why is that so important? The reason why it's so important is that I've seen people unwittingly manipulate other people in the name of telling them that God told me this or God led me to do this, and they're acting as if what God said to them is the 67th book of the Bible. Be very careful of that. No, 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 no. The authority is in this book. And the Spirit of God submits himself to the written word of God, and he guides us into that truth. It's very, 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 very tender balance that you have to walk here. And it's very important. And people get all messed up and manipulated by strong personalities and people who say the Spirit of God said this to me or the Spirit of God is leading me to do this and he told me to tell you this. Well, that's true. You go back to the Word of God. See if it squares with this. If it squares with that, you do it. If it doesn't square with that, you tell them to take some (laughs) Malox. And so it has to square with what the truth of the Word of God is. That's the reason why in, the, in Ephesians chapter 5, the results of being filled with the Spirit, you look over in Colossians chapter 3, uh, the, the same results of being filled with the Spirit are those will be of, of letting the Word of God dwell in you richly. That's not by accident. It's not saying that the Word of God is the same as the Spirit of God. What it is saying is that the Spirit of God is honoring the Word of God. Second characteristic is that um, 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 you, the, the person who's led of the spirit, uh, I've said this before, so I won't comment on it too much, is that they are controlled by the Holy Spirit. They walk in the truth of God's word. They are surrendered to the control of the Holy Spirit. And then thirdly, they are pursuing the joy and freedom of grace. That's what Galatians chapter 5, verse 18 is all about. You see, the leading of the spirit I, you could go to Galatians 5 Galatians, this is where the filling and leading and walking in the spirit all of them are together those concepts there and so Paul says in Ephesians 5, 18, that, that uh, he gives us the succinct statement that we need to be controlled by the Spirit of God. But in, in, in Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through, through the very end, he, he profiles what that means. It really is parallel, a part of being led of the Spirit. He uses the word walk, which is a Greek word peripeteo, slang expression, go about, your behavior is to be typified. By the dominance of the Spirit of God. And one of the very first things that he says is that if you're led of the Spirit, you you won't fulfill all of the judgments and the narrow stuff of the law. What is he talking about? The Spirit of God leads us into fullness and grace. I said it the other week that wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. Third question What is the filling of the Spirit? Who's led by the Spirit? Number three, how do we know? How do we know we're being led by the Spirit? I don't think this is as heavy as we might think. Actually, now I'm gonna use a Tencent word here, hang in there with me. Actually, I think when a person is filled with the Spirit of God, the leading of the Spirit is a self-authenticating reality. What do you mean by that? I think it's organic and natural to do. I think you sense, he speaks to us. I think you sense checks in your spirit. I think you sense a nudge to be pulled in a certain direction. So I I don't think this is as heavy as we make it out to be. I think that the main thing is to make sure that we're squared with him because he's gonna work. Remember, I said the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives is not passive, it is active, and when we're lined up with him, we discover that he is working. He's doing stuff in our lives. So, what do you mean by all this, okay. The, The better thought is this. The Spirit leads both externally in terms of external direction, and with regard to internal impulses. There's some things that the Holy Spirit does. It puts us in situations where you don't don't even have to pray about it. It is so obvious that he is leading. You sit down next to a person on the airplane. They see you reading your Bible. This person leans over and says, you know, I really have some struggles in life, and I'm seeing, do you have any answers for me? Well, you don't bow your head and pray, Lord, do you want me to witness to this person? No, he's talking about Jesus. That's what, that's what this is all about. So there are, there are these external circumstances that he sets us in where it's unquestionably the, the, the leading of the Holy Spirit. You, you, you do it. You do it. You do it. But then there's also the internal impulses. There's that subjective reality where we're sensing, I, you know, Crawford, you need to do this. Crawford, don't say that. Crawford, move, do this. Call your son and tell him. There are these impulses that he gives to us. Um, Let me give you just two indications and I wanna land the plane here. Um, Here's an indication that we're being led by the Holy Spirit. And by the way, let me just back up and say, part of our problem is that we compartmentalize our lives. That's part of the problem. It's not that the Holy Spirit's not leading. It's, an, it's that we're not in places to really tap into his leading. We separate our lives too much. We have our little devotional time in the morning, maybe. We read our Bibles, maybe. We pray, then we go on off to the business meeting and sit in the boardroom and answer the emails or deal with this issue and got this argument with my husband and wife and to figure out what, how to discipline this child about this thing, got this problem over here, and then, and then we do then we pray before, before we go to bed. You know, the problem is it's not that the Holy Spirit's not leading. We're, we're just not in a place to hear him. We've so compartmentalized our lives and we have so put so much stuff in our lives that we can't we, you know, we the 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 thing that we need to do is that <laughs> We need to cultivate sensitivity to the leading of the Spirit and live Godward lives. We have, to, we have to integrate the reality of the presence of God into everything that we're doing and everything that we're saying. That's where this stuff all begins. If you a la carte this stuff, you're not going to hear from him. It's not that he's not speaking. It's just that we're not there. We're just too busy. we got too much stuff crammed into our lives. So there's the internal... Spiritual condition that we have to pay attention to. If if we are being led away from ourselves, that's a wonderful sign. That's a wonderful sign that he's leading us. If there's a a growing passion for the person and work of our Savior, remember the Holy Spirit came to glorify Christ. If there's that, that presence and that growing passion in my heart to glorify the Lord, then we know that he's leading us. And if our hearts are moving toward holiness and purity and we're overcoming, then we know that we're we're in a place, a condition where the Spirit of God can maximize our lives and, and use us in a great way. But then there are those specific needs, opportunities, situations that are sort of existential that we find ourselves in and we feel drawn toward. Something needs to be done. Through the years, I've learned to pay attention to these two questions before I act. One is this. Am I drawn to to something or inwardly urged or compelled to act or respond? My, My heart is pulled towards something. There have been any number of times, for example, I've been driving in here or whatever or driving home or, or during the course of the day, and, and on my heart out of nowhere will come somebody that I have this amazing urge that I need to pray for and call and give a word of encouragement or to thank them or whatever. If that persists more than a couple of minutes, I sense that that's the Spirit of God. I need to do that. The other question I've learned to ask myself when I have these urges is, will my response exalt and honor Christ? And sometimes the answer to that question is no, it won't. I have an urge to respond and when I think about it, my urge is not driven by right motivation. What was said just ticked me off and I want to let you know that. I'm just shooting straight with you. And so not every urge I have is a sanctified urge. And so you need to ask yourself the question, okay, before I speak, or before I act on this urge or this impulse that I have, let me ask the question, will Christ be honored by this act or by this response? All right, let me just land the plane here. There are kind of four applicational things I want to say in conclusion. The first one is this. We need to cultivate silence and listening in our lives. We are just too cluttered. I also struggle with cramming too much stuff in, and then we, we live our lives reacting rather than responding. And so we can't hear the voice of God. We start making assumptions about him, and I, I just think that all of us, you pray for me along these lines, all of us need to cultivate silence. Time in which we just sh- Stop. Learn to listen. Listen. Secondly, God wants to speak to us and minister through us to others. you got to believe that. I wonder how much ministry opportunity has been lost. There's stuff that God wants to do through you and through me. And you got to believe it. again, as I said, the presence of the Spirit of God in our lives is not passive. It is active. He is working. Thirdly, let's not quench the spirit. What do you mean by that? I talked about this a few weeks ago. Uh, Don't ignore him. Many of us are being led, but once again, we're not listening. Don't quench him. If you feel that impulse, there's something on your heart to do. Stop for a second. Pay attention to that. Ask the question. Is this Christ honoring? I need to do this. Don't quench him. And then finally, caution. Said this earlier, the led of the Spirit does not mean that we're not accountable to other Christians. Doesn't mean that at all. In fact, go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, get a good dose of what Paul said to the church at Corinth. These folks were going buck wild in the church. I mean, they had all these gifts, and people were speaking in tongues all over the places. The services were chaotic. They were completely out of control. Completely out of control. So what does Paul say? This will shock you what he says. Paul said, stop it. Stop it. What you're calling the leading of the Holy Spirit is not the. you are acting in ways that are not accountable to leadership. In fact, he says in the text, let the spirit of the prophets be subject to the prophets. In other words, get in line here. He said, let things be done decently in order. Why? No, no, you're accountable. And so it is in our personal lives. The spirit of God is not going to lead us to be rebels. If he's established order, he will respect that order. And order is not always a way of quenching the spirit. Ultimately, it's a way of being effective. These elders have told me no, told me no recently about something that I really wanted to do. I felt like, and they said, yeah, well, back up. You know what? They were right. That ain't quenching the spirit. There ain't an organizational structure in the world or an idea A plan or vision coming from one group of people in the world that will be as effective as you listening to the Spirit of God in your life. And I want to encourage all of us, listen, listen. He's our guide. He's got some wonderful things that He wants to do in and through us. Practice His presence. Do what He says. Watching more.
1: Crawford Lawrence, our speaker here on Living a Legacy. When it comes to letting the Spirit of God lead us, let's remember those four applicational points. Number one, we need to cultivate silence and listening in our lives. Number two, God wants to speak to us and minister through us to others. Number three, let's not quench the Spirit. And number four, to be led of the Spirit doesn't mean we are not accountable to other Christians. We are in a series called Supernatural, learning about the third person of the Trinity. It's always encouraging to hear how God is using this series in your life. We heard recently from Jenny, who says, Thank you for living a legacy. I look forward to listening each week and find great comfort and encouragement through Crawford's messages. Well, thanks, Jenny, and that's great to hear. If you'd like to get in touch with us, our email address is legacy at moody.edu. Legacymoody.edu. If you missed out on some of the earlier messages in this series, you can listen to them at your convenience at livingalegacy.org. You'll see a tab marked Past Programs, LivingAlegacy.org. Well, next week Crawford talks about the Holy Spirit and the advance of the gospel, and hope you'll join us again. Thanks for being with us today. I'm Bill Davis. Living a Legacy is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of
0: Moody Bible Institute.